The scripture for this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 12. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. be seated. So abide, abide. This is clearly an important word for us this morning. Jesus uses it 11 times in these 12 verses. But abide is a bit of an unusual word. It's one we don't hear or use often. As I was preparing for today, I decided to look abide up in Merriam-Webster's online dictionary. <laughs> there I found several definitions, the ones that are most relevant to today's text being to remain stable or fixed in a state and to continue in a place. We'll talk a little more about those in a minute, but I must say that the most interesting thing I found on the page for abide was what it said in the did you know section. Here's what was written there. The comments by users of this dictionary suggest that many people who are interested in the meaning of the word abide are motivated by one of two rather distinct things. The Bible in which for instance Jesus calls upon his followers to abide in me 
and the movie The Big Lebowski, in which Jeffrey Lebowski, the dude, proclaims, the dude abides. I'm glad you like that. <laughs> now, after going down quite the Big Lebowski rabbit hole, you will be glad to know that I returned to my work on point for today, but I had to share that with you as I may not be, clearly I'm not, the only one who recognizes this word for these exact two reasons. So where are we in the course of the Gospel of John in today's scripture anyway? Well, these verses are in the middle of what is known as Jesus's farewell discourse. Four chapters of teaching and encouragement and prayer Jesus shares with his closest followers in the upper room shortly before he goes to the garden where he will be arrested. As someone who knew what was coming, Jesus is trying to underscore, highlight, and circle the most important things, those who will carry on his work in the world. He's trying to underscore for them what they need to know and what they need to take to heart. These are beautiful chapters. They are easily some of my favorite in the whole of the Bible. And it is here and throughout the discourse that Jesus expresses to them how dearly they are loved and how important it is for them to remain connected to him, the Father, and the Holy Spirit, which is promised to them in the discourse as well. As was Jesus' way, in this part of the discourse, he enriches his teaching by using a metaphor of a vine and branches that is lovingly pruned by a vine grower who seeks abundant fruit from the plant for years to come. Yes, pruned. If Jesus is the vine and we are the branches, which we are, this means that we are subject to the vine growers pruning. And we here means all of us. Because pruning happens not just to the lifeless, unproductive branches, but also to the growing and productive ones. Just as the first precious blooms from a pansy must be pinched off in order to make for a fuller, more beautiful plant later in the season, so must all who are part of Jesus' vine be pruned to make for a fuller, more productive harvest in the end. But even the pruned branches are still connected to the life-giving vine in which they are created to abide. So let's look at those definitions again. Abide, to remain stable or fixed in a state. Now, I might pick at that definition a little bit for today's application because here's the truth we all need to hear. Abiding in Jesus does not being fixed mean being fixed in a state. For as today's metaphor tells us, we are in a constant state of pruning and being nurtured so that we would forever grow and change and produce fruit for our vine grower. 
Stable, yes, because we are connected to the most steadfast one there ever has been. Fixed in a state, though, maybe not, because we are forever being transformed through our relationship to the one in whom we abide. Now, the second definition was to continue in a place. And what I like about this definition is this sense of community I hear behind it. To continue in a place, and this place is not a solitary place, because think about a vine with its many branches. This is a place of interconnectedness. This is a place where the vine grower prunes away the lifeless and prunes back what does not serve his master purpose. To continue in a place, no matter what comes, no matter what the season's change brings, no matter how painful the latest pruning may have been, this is what life in Christ is. Life in grace. Living together, working to bear fruit for the one who planted us, who tends to us, who puts us in particular places with particular gifts for particular kingdom reasons. This week, I looked not only to Merriam-Webster for a definition of abide, but I also looked back to a book that I used in a wonderful small group study in 2019 and 2020. James Bryan Smith wrote in his book, The Good and Beautiful God, to abide means to rest in and rely on Jesus, who is not outside of us judging us, but is inside of us empowering us. Abide means to rest and rely on Jesus, who is not outside of us judging us, but is inside of us, empowering us. In this book, Smith also quotes James S. Stewart, who talks about the concept of Christ in me, and he connects that to abiding. And Stewart wrote, Christ in me means Christ bearing me along from within. Christ, the motive power that carries me on, Christ giving my whole life a wonderful poise and turning every burden into wings, not as something you have to bear, but as something by which you are born. Christ is the motive power that carries me on, turning every burden into wings. It's beautiful. Why would we not want to be a part of the tangled, intertwined, fruitful vine that is life born along in Christ, life in our faith community. Yes, it is messy here sometimes. Yes, we have to endure painful pruning sometimes. Yes, we, we do lose branches we were connected with sometimes. 
But isn't the fruit of this life together worth it? Isn't seeing how our vine grower can make so much more from us as a unit than any of us could produce on our own? Isn't that worth it? Isn't it amazing? This is who Jesus wants us to be. Parts of a vine which bear fruit for God's kingdom. Those who live by the commandment that was top of mind to Jesus the night, that night. The commandment that should inform our every thought, word, and deed. To love one another as Jesus loved us. So I ask today, who are we, these branches connected to Jesus, who call ourselves Alabaster First United Methodist Church? What in us needs to be pruned so that we would be more healthy and productive? Where is there new growth that needs to be encouraged and made way for? How can we ourselves grow closer to the vine while bringing others in to know that life in Christ with us? And what do we as individuals have that we can offer in sacrificial love to help nurture the whole. These are the types of questions that should drive what we do as a church and as individual followers of Jesus. Now, it is easy to ask these hard questions when things seem to be a struggle and we become very well aware of the need for change and pruning and drawing closer to God. But let us not forget that these questions are necessary for us even when we think things are going well. Because that is how we not only abide, but how we thrive. Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you for the life-giving strength that we find in connection with you. May we search our hearts for all of the ways that we are leaving on the table, ways that we could be connected more closely to you. And not only more closely to you, but to the other branches with which we are interconnected. May we be made ready, pruned, tended to, and fruitful for the work that you have for us to do in this beautiful world you entrusted to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.